This is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number seven. What does it mean to live clutter-free? Welcome, everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number seven of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keep the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me in your ears. I'm back home in Canada, which I'm very grateful for. If you listen to episode five and six, you know I was in Switzerland. And even though Switzerland is my home country, when things got crazy around that coronavirus, all I wanted was to come home to my animals. I would have been just fine at my brother's house for sure. And in a way, it would have been really nice to spend some more time with him and his family. But I had this anxiety inside of me and the worry that I wouldn't wouldn't be able to come home anymore. I cut my trip short, rescheduled my flight and went home early because my home is truly my sanctuary. How do you feel about your home? Do you see it as a sanctuary too? If not, you might have a really hard time right now where we're all stuck inside or at least stuck at home, maybe not inside, because if it's nice weather, you're still allowed to go outside, but we're all supposed to stay home. And that can be really hard if your home stresses you out. So today I wanna talk about who needs to declutter and what it means to live a clutter-free life. So this is my philosophy around living clutter-free. Other people may have a different opinion, but the way I see living a clutter-free life doesn't mean that we have to create a showroom like home, become a minimalist, or live like a Buddhist monk without possessions. Of course, if that's what you really want to do, then great, go ahead. But for most of us, that's not the right thing. When people meet me, they always think that I have a perfect home with hardly anything in it and spick and span clean. But heck no, that's not how I would wanna live. Growing up, my mother was very particular. We were not allowed to have anything laying around, especially not in the living room or dining room. We were sent to our rooms to play and to do homework. No toys or books or craft stuff allowed in the common areas. I often said, we live like in a museum. Everything had its place and we were not really allowed to touch or move anything. Our home looked neat and clean, but also like nobody was living there because all the evidence of someone living there had to be put away and be hidden. This might be awesome for a photo shoot of your home, but it doesn't make for a comfortable home base or a sanctuary as I see my home. That's one extreme of the spectrum. And then the other one would be where everything is laying around and is piled up, where you can't sit down anywhere because the chair is full of clothes, laundry, or other stuff, where the table is covered with stuff, where nothing is put away and you trip over things. That's also not my idea of a comfortable home. So a clutter-free home lays somewhere in between, but like so many things, it is very personal and it depends on you. My idea of a clutter-free home is that we find the right balance for our life. Not so many things that you feel overwhelmed, weighed down and stuck, and also not so few things that you can't do what you wanna do and what you need to do in your life. For example, I live on acreage with horses, chickens, dogs, and cats. That brings certain items with it that I need to have and I want to have that other people don't have, like saddles and tack for the horses cleaning brushes, etc., buckets, wheelbarrows, pitchforks, and so on. If my idea of a clutter-free life would be little to no items, 
then I couldn't live the lifestyle I live. But I love the way I live. So there comes stuff with it that I need to have to live this lifestyle. So let's explore then what, what makes a cluttered home or what makes a clutter-free home. Remember in episode two, where I talk about what clutter is. It's things we don't use or love and things that are untidy and unorganized. So I love my horses. That's why I also love and use all the items that come with it, like saddles and tack, rushes, pitchforks, wheelbarrows, and so on. Now, that doesn't mean I will have just piles and piles of these things and have them all over the place. That's where the clutter would come in. But I have a designated home for them, and I keep them tidy and organized, and I put them back after using them. That's how I see I still living I still live a clutter-free life, even with all this stuff. But someone can have the same amount of stuff like me, and it's clutter. How? Well, now again, referring back to episode two, when we have too many things in too small of a space, it can feel cluttered. That's where good organization comes in, and also a hard look at if you really need all these things, or if you have doubles and triples, and just-in-case items that you can let go of. And then the fourth category of clutter is anything unfinished or also anything broken, meaning if I have tack or other horse-related gear that is not in working order, that is broken and needs fixing, but I don't fix it and I don't use it for a lengthy period of time, then these same items are clutter and I'm not living a clutter-free life. Living a clutter-free life is getting really clear on what you love in your life and in your home and why and then prioritizing them, keeping them clean and fixed, and creating the space for them so those treasured items can shine and are ready to be used and appreciated. For me, what I love is living with animals on acreage, so I make sure that I create and have space for all the items that come with this lifestyle. But at the same time, I make sure that I only have the items that I actually love and use. I make sure they are clean and in good shape, ready to be used, I keep them in working order, or if they break, I fix them in a reasonable, a reasonable amount of time. And what I store, when I store them in an organized way, I can find them when I need them, and then I put them back where they belong. But let's be clear, this is sometimes easier said than done. We're all humans, and so am I, at least last time I checked. <laughs> and I'm not perfect, nor would I want to be. Yes, I have in certain areas too many things. Yes, they are not all perfectly tidy and organized. Yes, some items I love less and don't use them as much. We're not going for perfection here. We're going for awareness. And it's a process. It's not like you declutter once and you're done for the rest of your life. You don't bath once in your life and then you're done. You have to do it over and over. It's the same with decluttering. And let me tell you, that's a good thing. If you only had to do it once and be done for the rest of your life, that would also mean you can never explore anything new. You would have to stay stuck where you are right now. Would you want that? Well, not me, and I think you wouldn't want that either. But so many of us are not aware. We just have the stuff around us without even knowing why, or just because it was always here, or because we were once interested in these items a while back, or even years back and we've never updated our life. It is okay to evolve and move on from certain interests. It's also okay to to let those things go and to make room for new interests and new hobbies. 
if we keep these things around just in case we might be interested in them again in the future, we are never fully free to explore something new. We will never allow ourselves to go all in on a new interest because we always feel we should be interested again in the other thing. But for some reason, we're not. This is mental clutter on top of physical clutter and that weighs us down even more. Now, full disclosure, and also to show you that I'm not perfect, I have some of that stuff at my house too. I used to be an avid knitter. I still have all the patterns, books, needles, and some wool in a desk drawer chest, even though I really haven't knitted in years. So I know where you're coming from when you say you can't let it go. In a way, we are not ready to let the past go and move on. We are dragging these things along like a heavy backpack. In my case, it's a small rubber tote full of stuff and I allow myself to keep it because I can't see myself letting it go. This is where I always say, don't worry. I will never tell you to get rid of anything. This is not my place. The only thing I, would do, I will do is point out and explain what clutter does to you. If you, on the other hand, have your garage, basement, attic, and maybe even a storage locker full of stuff, this might weigh really heavy on you, keeping you stuck and preventing you from moving forward. I met once a person who said she had 70 boxes of stuff still in her basement from her last move. I asked her, when did you move last? And she said, 15 years ago. <laughs> I said, do you still know what is in these 70 boxes? Do you miss anything? And she says, no, I have no idea. I don't miss anything. So I said to her, well, then you could just let, get, let go of it. Let go of all 70 boxes, unseen. But she was terrified. And she said, no way. What if there is anything in there that I really need? <laughs> and I said, but if you haven't needed it in 15 years, why do you think you would need it now? This is what we do to ourselves. Then I've had, I have had clients that went through boxes like this that they had kept for years. And we went through the stuff and they didn't keep a single thing. And in the end, they couldn't believe that they had stored these boxes for all these years, that they had even moved them from one house to the next. And they felt so much lighter after letting these things go. They freed up space in their home and in their mind. And after the fact, they couldn't believe that they did hang on to these things for so long and didn't dare to go through it. My mentor used to say, look at stuff like food. You do eat food, then your body extracts and digests what it needs and can use, and the rest gets pushed out again. <laughs> That's where toilet paper comes in. And you get this joke if you're living through the coronavirus pandemic. Anyways, things in our life are similar. They have a certain lifespan. There is a time that you use them because you're interested in them. When that time is over, when you move on to other interests, it's time to let those items go too. They often can go to someone else who now is totally interested in that topic that you were just interested in and now not anymore. And that person can use these items now. And that way, these items don't clutter up your basement and your garage. It is about prioritizing what is important in your life right now and making room for it. If you hang on to everything from your past, there is no room. You can't spread your wings either and you are held back by your past. This is deep work. It has to do with self-development. You really have to examine your thoughts and your feelings around these items and why you can't let them go, even though you don't use them anymore. Often it helps if we don't have to do that alone. Someone 
on the outside sometimes sees things so much clearer than we do. We often can't see the forest for the trees because we are too close. That's where someone like me, a clutter clearing practitioner and coach comes in that can help you work through these boxes with you and give you a perspective on the things you're keeping. I say it again, it's all about balance. A clutter-free home is finding the right balance for us and our lifestyle. It's not about just getting rid of everything right away, but also not about keeping all the stuff indefinitely. It's about getting clear on what is important to us, what we want to spend our energy and money on, and then letting go of the other stuff. Then we make sure we have a home for the stuff we want to keep, so we find it no problem when we want to use it. We also make sure we keep these items in good shape and get them fixed or replaced right away when they break. As I mentioned before, this is an ongoing process. What is a priority to you now might not be any more in a few months, and things you were interested in a few years back might not interest you at all anymore. That's life. We change. Our interests change. Everything is in flow. Okay, my friends, that's it for today. Let's put into action what you just discovered. Identify some clutter in your home, some items that you haven't used in a very long time. Become aware that you still have them and see if you are willing to let them go. Don't start with very emotional items. Start with less emotional and char less charged items. And remember, a few minutes a day, keep the chaos away. Find all the links of the things I was talking about in the show notes. At the show notes, you find that conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash seven. That's conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash seven. Thank you for joining me on this podcast and I hope you will listen in again next week. And please share this episode with your family and friends. Have a beautiful and amazing week. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next time and take good care. If you have any questions about decluttering, organizing, or something you heard me talk about on the podcast, I'd like to invite you to a free public call, Ask Connie. You can ask me a question anonymously or just listen in what others ask. Go to www.conigraph.com forward slash ask Connie, Connie with a Y, and register for, register for the call. I look forward to seeing you there.